0: Not just about being sunshines and rainbows and like, hey, the happy life coach, and you could do anything. But it is about deciding who you want to be every day and doing something about it. And whatever you decide, those goals are whatever feels big to you. um, I think it's important to step outside your comfort zone. And obviously, things have been unique.
1: Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. For those of you who are new here, my name is Kim Peek, and I'm the author of Holistic Endurance Training, The Integrated Approach to Thriving as an Athlete. We are living in some crazy times right now, and I don't think any of us could have predicted that we would be in this exact place at the start of this year. At the time of this recording, we are three weeks out from the date that George Floyd was killed by police in an arrest in Minneapolis, sparking riots and weeks of protest. And as polarizing as this topic has been, which honestly, I really don't even understand how this can be polarizing, because how can anyone stand for racism and violence against Black people? But as polarizing as this has been, nonetheless, I'm hopeful when I see the younger generations, especially the younger generations, when I see how they are responding. More than any of my older friends, my daughters and their friends are protesting, signing petitions, sharing lists of documentaries and resources, and making their voices heard. And in looking at next week's New York Times bestseller list, it looks like people are getting the message that it's time for white people to wake up get educated, speak up, and use our privilege to make some changes. That New York Times list is full of books with perspectives that are long overdue, books that we should have already read. And I'm not saying that I know everything. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have a lot to learn also. But we all need to make an effort to learn, to understand, and to do better. So in the coming weeks, I will have more to say about anti racism. This is not a social media event or something that is going away. It is time for all of us to turn the tide by using our voices and taking action so that our Black brothers and sisters don't need to worry about being killed for something like simply existing. So I hope that you will join me. I hope that we can learn together. And that's all I'm going to say on this topic for today. I just wanted to say something because although I have been pretty vocal on my other social media, I have not addressed this or said anything about this on the podcast. So I thought I needed to say something to get that conversation started. Right now though, I want to introduce you to Ryan Stanley. He is our guest today. Ryan is a lifelong entrepreneur who is known for his impressively natural ability to connect with, understand, and empower those who are in pursuit of and willing to make significant changes in their personal and professional lives so they can end up being the best versions of themselves. In July of 2019, Ryan published his first book titled Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. It can be found anywhere that books are sold and on his own website at ryanstanley.com. And I will connect you with all the links and all the social media things in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this interview that I did with Ryan Stanley. So welcome to the podcast, Ryan. I'm so excited to talk to you today.
0: Yeah, so, so I'm so happy to be here, Kim. Thank you so much. Really my pleasure.
1: So tell us, how did you get started with life coaching? What, made, what was your inspiration?
0: Yeah. So, you know what, I've always been an entrepreneur, you know, even at a young age, I was, um, in fact, I really look at entrepreneurialism as a form of art, right? It is a creative process. It is starting with nothing and kind of coming up with something that you're really making up in your mind and then deciding how how to make it much like a painting or, or a picture or um, whatever music or anything like that. And so a lot of though, I, I think what's what's common in entrepreneurs and other types of artists, I'll say, is The ability to drive and to create, but it also takes some persistence. It takes some intention. It takes some follow through. All these different types of things, and that was something I was always passionate about, right? So a lot of entrepreneurs you see are do have a you know really strong mindset, and it is a big part of being successful in anything. And so I had started a couple different things, and in 2008 I was working in artist management. So I had my own uh, management company. I managed a bunch of bands, and what I loved most about it was connecting with people, was empowering people was working with creative people who knew they wanted something, but wasn't sure weren't sure the best way to get there. And what a lot of people don't realize is kind of, you know, I mentioned entrepreneurs being artists, but a lot of people don't realize that musicians are entrepreneurs as well. They don't really take the time to think about that. They just see them as creatives, but they are entrepreneurs. They are creating something that they want the rest of the world to see, right? And they, and they want to earn an income from it one way or another. And so a lot of the concepts that I talked about as an artist manager were really from an entrepreneurial mindset and, you know, helping people get focused. I didn't necessarily like dealing with shady club owners. And I didn't necessarily if I was working with a band and half the members were not showing up for practice on time or, or, you know, didn't care how many gigs we had or whatever, it turned more into babysitting than was really about actually creating something together. Um I also, you know, got paid on the back end. And if I was working really hard and they weren't, I didn't necessarily get paid what I had, you know, intended. And that was a little bit out of my control. Um, also, I was at a point in my life where I was starting a family, and you know, to be out in New York City until three o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday when gigs are kind of wrapping up and that type of thing wasn't, wasn't, wasn't awesome. Um and then lastly, I had a lot of people like you know who weren't necessarily not a lot, but I had people come to me who weren't necessarily great musicians, right? And so they would come to me and I felt bad about you know telling them how to be a better musician. Well, that wasn't really my my strength. And so it was October of 2008 and never forget like three or four times in one month that the the term coaching came up and I was like, well, that's what I do. That's who I am. That's what I want to do. That makes sense to me. And so I did a little bit of research and I I enrolled um, in a coach training program in 2009 and I kept my audience. So so I became a certified professional coach. So it's been over a decade now. And for the first many years of my, my practice, I really did focus on musicians and people in the music industry um, and now I didn't have to deal with shady club owners. I only worked with people who were excited about and really wanted to show up on purpose and on time. I got paid up front. I worked from home and it didn't matter what type of musician they were. I wasn't really necessarily coaching them around how to be a better musician as much as I was coaching them on how to be a better human being, whatever that meant to them hmm. and how to show up more on purpose. And so that's how I found my way into coaching. um, there's a little bit longer story how I found my way into becoming artist management, but that's probably maybe for another time. But so, yes, yeah, so I've been coaching for just just over a decade now. And I would say next to parenthood, coaching is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. And I'll absolutely do it on some level for the rest of my life.
1: I love that. I think that's so interesting that you got your background working with, like that it all started working with creative people. Because yeah. I, I think to me, that just proves that everybody can benefit from coaching. And, you know, you see your favorite band or your favorite performer and you, you see them when they're doing the thing that they've been trying right. to do and you think, oh, they have everything together. I yeah. mean, maybe as much as they make the tabloids, we don't really think that. Right. But Not you don't necessarily yeah. settle <laughs> all the mindset stuff that, that goes on totally. behind. So it's
0: really interesting. Yeah. And just in general, you know, working with musicians and that's such a huge point Kim, because so many of my clients come to me and like, well, I want to be like this person or, but we don't necessarily, and this goes in all walks of life, all um, whatever career path you choose, You know, we see successful people at the tip or at the end or at this point where they've kind of made it already. And we didn't see the 3,000 days before that point. You know, We didn't see their really bad days. We didn't see when they were struggling. We didn't see when they were depressed. We didn't see when they were overwhelmed with anxiety or whatever about their career before they actually made it. And so there's a quote by, I think it's Teddy Roosevelt who says, comparison is the thief of joy. And so as soon as we start comparing to ourselves to anybody at any level of success, we really have taken away from our own way of being um, instead of focusing on who we are. And so that, that comes up a lot. And so helping my clients from musicians, and, and now I work with authors, I work with doctors, I work with all sorts of different people as I've kind of stepped up my game in, in, in different levels. But um, a lot of the musicians really that are, our concepts are talking about, hey, don't worry about, you know, don't, don't be fearful of where you're not. Be excited about where you are and decide on, on where you want to be. So that kind of makes me think about the current
1: state of where we are right now with COVID-19 yeah. going on. Yeah. Places like New York are just starting to open up this week. Sure. And places like Texas and Florida have been open for business for, what, maybe a month or three weeks yeah. at this point. So there's a, people are at a variety of stages. And we have some people who are still maybe at that depressed or anxious state. What, what is your opinion as far as should we be out going after big goals or, you know, where should we be as far as mindset goes right now? Or does it depend? I, it
0: definitely depends. It's a great question. So it really, so the answer is whatever works for you, right? Whatever the individual is. So when we say big goals, somebody's big goals may not be somebody else's big goals, True. right? So if somebody wants to make a billion dollars, that that might seem like a huge goal, but to somebody who wants to make a billion dollars and has been working towards that for the past twenty years, that just might be their goal, right? And, and feel like a big goal. So, as far as like, hey, do I, from an anxiety standpoint, from a stress, from an overwhelm standpoint, I think no matter where you are in life, um, decide what goal decide. This is our one run, as far as I'm concerned, right? As far as I can tell and been proven, this is like the one time we have on Earth to live this life and do our thing. And so, you know, and it's not just about being sunshines and rainbows and like, hey, the happy life coach, and you could do anything. But it is about deciding who you want to be every day and doing something about it. And whatever you decide those goals are, whatever feels big to you, um, I think it's important to step outside your comfort zone. And obviously, things have been unique <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> compared to other times in history. But you know, for me, that hasn't changed any of my goals. I literally I wake up every single day. I know exactly who I want to be. I, I, and I know that because I've written it down and I read it aloud every single day before I, you know, as I start my day and before I go to bed. So um, all of that, nothing has changed. Uh, In fact, one of the most important, I think, factors to to personal development is really truly recognizing that, you know, we can't control what's happening outside us, but we can control what's happening inside us. And so this pandemic has been a perfect example of, you know, there's all sorts of chaos and craziness going on around us, but that doesn't necessarily mean our thoughts have to change, or at least they they can't be be modified to still focus on the goals that that we have. talk
1: Talk a little bit about that. What does, how do you modify your goal or your, your thoughts or how do you, what is the process somebody goes through? Like, what if they're just not used to this kind of stuff and they're just kind of feeling hopeless
0: and helpless? What's the starting point? Yeah. So the starting point is, I guess if I ha- is letting go of expectation in the sense that, or really it's, it's stop judging yourself. Cause if you're lost and you're hopeless, you're pr- more than likely judging yourself for not being good enough at this moment. Ooh, I like and that. if you and if you don't believe that you can accomplish your goals, then you're judging yourself as, as being unable to do that. So the first step is to really gain awareness. It's not to say stop judging yourself. You know, everybody is exactly who they should be based on every single second of life that they've lived up until this moment. So it makes sense that you're judging yourself if you're in that space. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's serving you. So the first step is to be clear on am I judging myself? What are what really is my potential? And when you get down to the level, I mean, in my opinion, you know, we are all unlimited. We all really have like powerful souls within. And if we really step into our greatness and decide who we want to be every day and let go of the having to happen within a, a day, a month, a week, a year, whatever, we just decide that it's going to happen and remind ourselves of that every day. That's taken a couple steps further. But the first step is just knowing that it's possible and allowing yourself to be there. And that might not happen in a day, a week, a month, right? That might take some time a practice and understanding, maybe working with a coach, um, that type of thing, right? So just getting understanding that what whatever you want is possible. And then you know the next step is to literally remind yourself of that that is your intention every day. And by doing this, not only are you speaking truth into life, but you're also reminding your subconscious. And then so as you do this on a regular basis and build up that habit, then your subconscious goes to a place of seeking that information, right? And and seeking that path. And so had you not been doing this regularly and you have a conversation with somebody and they i'm making this up like they bring up uh, a store they went to and you might just totally ignore it as part of a conversation but if you had reminded yourself every day if you want to be in a certain goal and all of a sudden that conversation comes up your subconsciously like hey by the way that store has something that is going to lead you on your be a, a very small part of the path that we're looking at and so your thoughts and your the things you pay attention you start to change as well and so in that you start to take advantage of them and then more and more it begins to unfold
1: i love all of that thanks me too so, you also talk about, you say that all of
0: us are creators. Yeah. What does that mean? So, yeah, thank you very much. So, um, really, in the grand scheme of things, when you think about it from a detached perspective, that we are always and in always creating something, right? So, like literally from the second we were even conceived, we're creating something. We were creating, um, you know, a little baby, we were creating whatever. We're with. At this point, right now, you and I are creating two people having a conversation on a podcast. Um, when you dress in, if, if you were to get up in the morning and put on a, a blue shirt and blue pants and blue socks and blue shoes and blue hat, you're you're creating a person dressed in blue. When we speak, we create conversation. When you write down a couple words, you put a period at the end. You're creating a sentence. When you, you know, I said this in my book. If you get two pieces of white bread and you throw on some bacon, some lettuce, and some tomato and some mayo on either side, you're literally creating. You know, a killer BLT. So we're always creating something at some point. Even when you sleep, you're actually creating a person who is sleeping, right? Okay. And so once we kind of understand that concept as basic as it is, we say, okay, so then when I'm happy, I'm creating happiness. When I'm grateful, I'm creating gratitude. Um, and, you know, when I'm sad, it's not that I shouldn't be sad, but but when I am sad, I am creating sadness. When I'm frustrated, I create frustration. When I'm angry, I create anger, right? All these mm-hmm. different things. When I'm anxious, I create anxiety. And so by recognizing that in any sense, we are creating something and therefore, you know, there's an option to create something else is I think the important part there. So what am I creating in any given moment? And what would I prefer to be creating? And again, it's not that it happens in the flip of a switch and, you know, it's like anybody can just don't worry, be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said, once you start to recognize, okay, I'm a creator, I am creating a stressful person. How would a person who is happy behave? Like what, what, you know, how could I create happiness right now? And it might take some time and practice, but if you start seeking that and you start taking action towards it, whether it be through um, therapy, whether it be through working with a coach, whether it be through looking online, whether, well, oh, there's so many different options, even some just local points of petting a dog, uh, thinking of somebody who you love unconditionally. Like, there's so many different things that we can do to create happiness in any given moment. And we start to take action towards that and, and utilize and take, I don't want to say take advantage, but recognize that we have the ability to create in any given moment um, that, that our life can begin to change. Okay. In your
1: book, you talk about patience, presence, and joy. Can you explain why you think that those are important?
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, So the book itself is called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. And then there's a subtitle of a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life, right? Okay. Awesome. So to your point, it's like... And that's why it's a great question. It's like, so why are these the three things? Not only are they the topics, but they're actually, you know, on the cover of the book, but they're actually the chapters. Chapter one, you know, to your point earlier, uh, the prologue is you are a creator. And it just kind of goes over that same concept that we just discussed. Chapter one is be patient. Chapter two is be present. Chapter three is be joyful. So again, these are, and, I, and I've actually, I've tested this on myself many, many times because before I put the book out, I wanted to be sure that it was yeah. <laughs> something that could actually serve people, right? Right. But in any, they're actually in that order on purpose um, because from my experience, typically when people are stressed, they are waiting on something or what, they want something to ha- be different right now, right? It might be like, hey, I want more money now. Hey, I want a different job right now. Hey, I want to live someplace else right now. Hey, I want a better relationship or a different relationship right now. Hey, I want to lose more weight now. All these different things, right? There, there's this immediacy and they're, they're stressed because they don't have whatever end result they, they want. And even if they are taking action towards any of those things, The anxiety and the stress comes from it not being here now. So if you were in that sense, you would recognize, okay, I'm waiting on something and I want to create a patient person. What does a patient person feel like? You can ask yourself these questions. And so chapter one goes into that. Why, you know, how does patience feel? What would it be like? What would be different about my life in this moment if I created patience? How does a patient person behave? And when you start to think about it and you recognize that everything is happening, everything is moving forward. And really, the only thing that's frustrating is is internal. Like my my mind is that it's not happening now. But if everything is moving forward, it's going to happen exactly as it's supposed to. And when we kind of step into that awareness and and gratitude for the outcome before it even happens, even from a quantum physics level, we we start to really create the outcome, right? And so if we can be patient and recognize that if I told you, hey, it's going to happen in two years, or hey, it's going to happen next week, sure, you'd want it to happen next week. But if you knew for a fact that was going to happen in two years, you wouldn't be as stressed or anxious or overwhelmed. Like if you knew for an absolute fact, right, that that was going to happen. So patience is, is the first chapter important, like just be patient, right? So re- relax and, and create some patience in your life and see what's, what's different. And then chapter two is be present, right? So if you're already patient and you're not waiting on, on something else to happen, um, you're here, you might as well be here now. And if you're stressed and you're overwhelmed, it's because you're, you're considering life unhappy right now. You're, 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 you're considering life to be something that is not serving you. And really it's the opposite, right? If we really recognize that to be present is to recognize but there is gravity there is running water there is oxygen there is sunlight there are all these different things as basic as they seem they you know we would not exist without them and so therefore they are literally here to to make it so that we can exist and we can function and we can create a patient person and we can create a, per, a present person so if you're here and you're not waiting on anything anymore be here now look around you for all the awesomeness that life is like life is a gift like literally every single second there are so many people who have unfortunately you know gotten terrible diseases and and, and they always say oh I wish I was more present. I wish I experienced life more. I wish I enjoyed life more. Right? That's always like the hey, it's too late. So it's not too late now for for many of us, right? So be here now and create gratitude for life itself as a thing. And so be present in the now. And the more you start to do that, the more you start to see other opportunities for awesomeness and your ability to create a person who's present. And then if you're you're patient and you're not waiting on something any longer and you're present and you're here, how would you rather be feeling? Joyful, right? It would, would be a great place to start. So what is it like to create joy? What do, how does a joyful person behave? And it's not like, again, going back to, well, hey, life is really tough sometimes. Absolutely. And I, I don't want to belittle anybody's experience or traumatic experiences at all. Um, you know, a lot of the time you're, you're walking through a jungle and there are certainly lions and there's certainly snakes and there's certainly things that happen that, that can make life challenging. But that doesn't mean that there isn't a beautiful waterfall. It doesn't mean there aren't, there aren't actual rainbows and, and you know, other aspects of the jungle that are, that are gorgeous and beautiful for you to observe. So it's not being putting your head in the sand as in nothing bad can ever happen as much as it's truly most of the time, the bad things that are happening are strictly in our head or they're us remembering something that's in the past that we didn't like, right? So again, we're not being present or thinking about something in the future that we think is going to go wrong, right? We're, we're worried about the worst case scenario. So we're creating stress hormones to prepare for that and instead be here now, create joy for the sake of living and then move forward from there. And then the, the, the epilogue is, you know, keep going right? So no matter what, on your worst day and on your best day, if you use those two words, you're going to be moving forward in some capacity. And the only way to kind of get off your path of your purpose is to not keep going. So it's really up to us in any given moment to decide to keep going. I like that.
1: So again, when somebody is not accustomed to thinking or behaving this way, I think a lot of times it comes down to habit or I mean, there's tons of people that teach all the habitual things to make you learn a new routine. Do you propose or do you suggest that people use like morning routines or is there some kind of a structure that you suggest to help people remember to think about the things you're talking about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. What's interesting about life that I've found with working with different clients is that in some capacity without saying the words out loud, everybody thinks that everybody kind of wants the same thing, right? They feel like whatever I want, that must be what everybody else wants, right? Because Mm -hmm. what I want is awesome. Um, But that's really not the case, right? Everybody has a completely different life experience and they really are passionate around different things and and see a different outcome for their ideal life situation. So I say that, you know, in response to your question, because it is going to be unique for everybody and and ways to bring, uh, to your point, new habits into life that serve you is going to be a little bit different for everybody. Um, but I think if I could break it down to the basics, and actually this comes back to uh, a book by Napoleon Hill called "Think and Grow Rich," mm-hmm. which I don't know if you're familiar. It's obviously you know, it was like the first self-help book I ever read when I was 18, and it really um, he's like the grandfather or godfather of self-help. I mean, while the title is all about money or implies money, it's really just more about think and decide who you want to be and, and, and then achieve it, um, whether that's finances or not. But you know, he lays out a very clear path of getting real clear on what you want writing it down and repeating it multiple times a day. So in the morning and in the evening, and not only writing it down, but writing it down as if it's already happened. Um, and so, you know, I touched on this earlier in the conversation, but I, so I would absolutely recommend that and not only writing it down, but writing it down in the present moment as, it, as if it's already happened. Okay. And when you, and when you read it aloud to be there and to, and you know, close your eyes and think about this outcome and then create gratitude for it again, from a quantum physics level, Um, And this is information that I've learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but um, he has some really powerful books that actually changed my life quite a bit. First one is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. uh, And the second one is called Becoming Supernatural. He has a couple other books out there, but those two in particular uh, had a great effect on me. But he talks about, you know, setting an intention is one thing. um, But if you're not, and this is from, like, he's measured this from, like, you know, a scientific level that they actually measure, um, different brain waves that actually come out of your, your mind. Like, you know, there's alpha waves, there's beta waves, there's gamma waves, these different things that come out of our mind when we think thoughts. Um, but if we're not attaching an elevated emotion like gratitude or joy or compassion to the intention, it really doesn't do the, the same thing. And so it's not just saying the same thing over and over again as much as it's genuinely creating gratitude for the outcome before it happens and being there with authentic grat- gratitude. And from a quantum physics level, you actually, there is a shift and, and things will actually change.
1: Very interesting. So a little tiny detail that I saw in your book, um, you have these pages that are called band-aids, I think. Yeah. Yep. Okay. On one of those pages, I saw that you talked about being aware of your five senses. Can you touch just a little bit on how that
0: technique could help somebody who is feeling anxious? Absolutely. Absolutely. So that would be, so thank you. And to, so at the end of each chapter, so it is a first aid kit for the emotional bumps and bruises of life. And so it's really set up that way. So where, I mean, yeah, you can read through it and you get the concepts we discussed of, of uh patient's presence and joy, but it's also set up to where if you're just having a stressful moment, you can open up the book and find a page anywhere that could serve your purpose and that could make you either relieve anxiety or whatever in the moment. So at the end of each chapter, to your point, we, we, I have band-aids. These are just quick things that you can just quick to put on an emotional scrape, let's say. <laughs> and so- Um, Yeah, I mean, if you're literally, if I'm stressed about work next week and I know that I've got a big, I keep thinking about my boss and they've been kind of coming down on me lately and I've got a big project, right? And I know it's not going to be accepted. I'm deciding it's not going to be accepted the way it is and I'm stressed about it and I haven't done enough of it. I'm just making up a scenario to be stressed about. Um, And instead you in the moment decide, what do I, what do I smell right now? What do I hear right now? What am I feeling physically on my face? Do I feel the wind against my face? Do I feel the, What does it feel? Can I feel the air against my face? What am I seeing all around me? What am I hearing, right? And when we take the moment to utilize our five senses, we are literally being present because you're no longer thinking about your boss. You're no longer thinking about the future that you feel that you're fearing. You're literally being here. And then with that, and then especially if you, if, if you take it to the next level and create gratitude for your ability to be here in this moment, and utilize your five senses, as there's some people who aren't able to use all five of their senses. right? There's another opportunity. It's like, okay, so I have all this. I have here. I'm a human being on earth right now. I can smell. I can see. I can hear. And and it's amazing. Um, When we start to do that, we then become more present automatically. And it, it changes. So when we're at the stress level, we're creating stress hormones and chemicals in our brain because we're thinking about work next week that is physically having an effect on our body. So now when we change it to be more present and we're thinking more about our, our our five senses, the chemistry in our mind changes and our body relaxes a little bit more because it's no longer frustrated or stressed or tense or preparing for the worst as much as it's just being here now. If that makes um, sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so I was also thinking of that in terms of, you know, people just, its I don't know, it seems like I'm seeing this a lot with people where we're all working from home now and you sit down at your desk and you don't have the banter that maybe people have with their coworkers anymore. And so it's like you sit down at your desk for this long stretch of time. And I think for a lot of people, their stress just ratchets up and up and up because they aren't getting those mental breaks. So another thing that I liked, again, a small detail in your book was that you talk about the value of getting outside in nature. What would you tell somebody who is so stressed because they have all this work and maybe their spouse is working from home and their kids are running into their office all the time and and they're just feeling like they're going to lose their mind because all the stress is piling up. I think you kind of touched on it just now with the answer about the five senses, but how would you convince that person that there's value in getting up and going outside for a walk
0: or walking their dog or whatever it is? Yeah. So a couple things. One, and it's a great question to even go back to, you know, when I talked about earlier about deciding who you want to be, that's not just like lifetime goals, right? That's not just, when I say, when I decide who I want to be every morning, it is a patient person. It is somebody who's present with my family. It is somebody who's living on purpose, right? Those are the things that you need to decide that you want to be. So I'm bringing that up now because so and we'll get to like stepping outside in a minute. But even before that, right, you can right. be proactive by being clear that, you know, I want to be a person who, who loves every day, who wakes up. And is excited to be at my job, and who um, you know showers love on my family and receives it back, right? So whatever those different things that you mentioned, which all of us go through, by the way, I'm not insinuating that <laughs> there are challenges, but okay. I am saying that there are other there are thoughts in every aspect of our life that we can decide who we want to be and make time right. to write it down, right? Right. So for me, that's the first step. Um, and to your point, that doesn't mean that work doesn't get stressful sometimes. It doesn't mean that that family doesn't get a little bit crazy or in this office, whatever it is. I mean to. It's actually interesting for people who are in that space and just instead stay focused on the, on the work and keep doing it. And, and it's like they're, they're focused on it from a stressful standpoint. And so they're actually doing a, a, not as good of a job as they could had they taken the break, had they gone out and get some fresh air, had they taken a moment just to appreciate life and shift their whole body and shift their whole energy. And when we do that again, now you come back. Yeah, you may have just spent 10 to 15 minutes not working on your job. But had you spent that 15 minutes just there focused and thinking about how much it sucks or how much you're angry that your family's here, you're stressed, or you're overwhelmed, you probably didn't do a very good job anyway. And so if the work needs to get done today, I'm certainly, you know, I believe everybody's the same 16 hours a day, right, to do what you want with it. And so I strongly believe in hard work and getting things done. Um, So you might work 15 minutes later in the day, but to take that 15 minutes and go outside and to breathe and to to appreciate nature and to take it in and, and colors and the different things that our mind can utilize to make our body feel safe and feel comfortable and feel joyful or creative even, right? Especially depending on your project, you want to come from a creative aspect instead of feeling the habit of stress. So I would say, and I I think it's funny because your question was like, how would you convince somebody? I think most people probably don't need to be convinced that, that stepping outside will benefit them as much as they might need to be convinced of the value of doing it themselves in their particular situation and the value of that versus the value of doing the work right in the second if they're at that point where they're overwhelmed with stress. Well, I sure hope that people
1: have stuck around for the whole interview. Cause I think that last little bit was so powerful. I do too. I feel like I spent so much time or I have spent so much time just like studying the psychology of motivation, you know, from a running, I'm a running coach. And so I, you know, how do you, how do you keep people motivated? And that's not even the right question either, but I feel like you just covered everything right there in that last little bit. So that was awesome.
0: Yeah, you're so welcome. And you know what I mean? The truth is, if you wake up every single morning and decide who you want to be, remind yourself of that every single day. Actually, let me dial it back. And I'll just say, for anybody out there, it's never, ever too late. I don't care if you're 85 or if you're 16. It's never too early. It's never too late. If you spend some time today writing down exactly what you want your life to look like. And by the way, it doesn't mean that's what it has to be forever. In fact, once you decide what you want to look like, and you start taking action towards it, it might change a little bit. And that's part of the path. But had you not decided to begin with, you wouldn't have been on the path to have it change. So write down whatever it is that you decide. Let's just say a year from now. Decide who you want to be, right? And then read it every single day. Remind yourself of it when you wake up and before you go to bed. And then with that, you obviously, you must start also taking action towards it. But then lastly, just be the light that you want to see in the world. You know, to bring it back down just to quote Gandhi, I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, if you know who you want to be, you know what you want to be, and then you, you are the light that you want to see in the world for yourself and for others, you really can't go wrong with that path because then you'll start to live more on purpose every day. You start to show up for others with less judgment and more presence and more understanding. You start to do the same for yourself and you'll inspire yourself to reach those goals. And the more you start taking action in them, the more you'll start to attract people into your life who will assist you. The other thing to that, and I would just add real quick because it's popping up to me, is be mindful of the people who you're spending your time with. They say that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And as a running coach, I mean, if you're, if you're working with a client and they have like six friends keeping an unhealthy lifestyle, and that's only people they surround themselves with, they're probably going to be you know a little bit less uh, apt to go out and run <laughs> you know, 16 miles, whatever. it is. Um, so when we, and that doesn't mean that you can't love the people you've grown up with. It doesn't mean you can't love your family. But I would just put a thing out there, and I'm happy to say it. If, if people that you love are not making you more of who you deserve to be and who you, the best version of yourself, it's okay for you to spend some time with other people. And it's okay for you to not um, spend as much time with them if they're not serving your purpose. It doesn't mean you don't love them. I always, often say, listen, I may not be spending as much time with you as I used to, but when I am with you, I am with you, and I'm present with you, and I, I love being with you, and I love a relationship. But I'm going to spend more time building up my life for the way that I want it to be. Because this is my life and this is who I am. Yep. Sounds good. So I have one more question
1: for you. But before we get to that question, can you tell people about your book, how to find you, all those sure. details?
0: Yeah, thank you so much. So the book, again, is called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life by Ryan M. Stanley. Uh, it's Obviously, it's available on Amazon or BarnesandNobles.com, like any place where books are sold, as they say. Um, you can find it directly on my website at ryanstanley.com at the top of the page. You'll see, um, a button says, be patient, be present, be joyful. If you click on that, you'll get, you'll get a book sent to you. It will actually come. If you order from my website, you will you'll get a, an autographed copy for me. Uh, and then also a complimentary session. If I have availability, a, nice. a complimentary coaching session. Yeah. Um, and then also kind of in an offering standpoint, especially during these, these crazy times, like I do have a free. Uh, download of the book that you can get as well. It's not a very long book. It's intentionally created to be short so people can read it during stressful times. If you've just been trapped in your apartment for three months and you're just ready and you're overwhelmed and you're feeling anxious, feel free to go to RyanSting.com forward slash free dash ebook. And I think you'll probably have a link here in the the show notes. Yeah. Yep. I'll put all Um, that in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. So you can go there um, and just download a free PDF. Um, And then, yeah, so that'll be your best option to get the book. Or to contact me. There's a contact page. All my social links are there as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, both on RyanStilling.com.
1: Great. So my last question I always end every podcast with is Power Up Your Performance is all about learning how to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. What yeah. are three traits that you think all champions possess? Uh, I think
0: intention, persistence, and gratitude. All right. Is there anything there you want to elaborate on? Um, so patience, you know, going back to like the fact of like, Hey, it's not going to happen in a day. And, and no matter who you're, if you're looking at Michael Jordan, um, you know, he started off. <laughs> he's one of the greatest champions ever. Right. And, but uh, you know, at the beginning, he wasn't the best person. Like everybody starts somewhere. Right. So again, be patient with yourself. Doesn't mean don't take action, but, and that's where persistence comes into play. Like you, you know, do not give up. You need, if you really want to be a champion, you need to act and think and, and feel like a champion and be a champion as often as possible. Keep going, right? No matter what, and on your on your tough days and on your great days, keep going. Decide who you want to be and do something about it every single day. Uh, so patience, persistence, and gratitude. Gratitude is, and once every step of the way, each day of your journey, create some gratitude for the journey itself. Again, we talked about it earlier, create gratitude for the outcome before it happens. Um, I think those who add gratitude to their life, I think they live more on purpose just in general because the more gratitude you feel, the more you create and the more things you have to be grateful for. Um, And so as a champion, like be grateful for that championship. You look at uh, Owen, what's his name? McGregor. Sorry. Um, I think it's Owen McGregor. Sorry. He's a a UFC fighter, but anyway, I mean, he really talks a lot about, I mean, his whole thing was visioning and creating gratitude way when he was nobody, nobody had ever heard of him. Um, And he really focused gratitude a lot and envisioning who he wanted to be. So that's a big part. I love it. That's my final answer.
1: Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was great to talk with you. And I hope people check out your book and your website and your coaching. And I think you could be a great help
0: to people. That is my intention. And I genuinely appreciate you making time to have a good day. So thank you so much. Thank you for taking time out of your day to
1: listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run. And you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you
0: next Tuesday.